Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Welcome to this episode of the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And with me today is Piper DeYoung. Piper has been my coach and mentor, and I couldn't wait to get her on the podcast to share all of the amazing things she has done for me. And Piper is an expert on branding and websites, and I wanted to bring her on here today, the Unstoppable Styles podcast, to talk about that, because I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with or are interested in, and I'm bringing you the expert. So without further ado, here's Piper DeYoung. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm like just so beyond proud of you and so excited. I've been like waiting to, I know like you had reached out in September and I was like, oh, it's so crazy right now. But like, yes, 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 I want to be on. So I'm so glad we are finally here. So thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So I do have some questions for you, Piper. We're going to talk lots about branding and website today, but there's some other exciting things that I know you want to talk about as well. So we're going to, we're going to get to all of it. So first of all, let's back up. And before you got into website design and all that other stuff, you started your beauty professional journey somewhere else. So can you elaborate? Yeah. So I actually started as a makeup artist in our beauty world, our beauty industry. Uh, I come from the makeup artistry side. I fell in love with doing makeup. I worked for Mac um, inside of like a Nordstrom department store and working there was really like the first time I got a taste of just incredible education. Like Mac at the time, I feel like it was like, that was like my dream. I want to be a Mac artist. And and it happened. And it was so cool. And I learned so much even about branding and building a brand, like sitting in those educational classes and really understanding how they even um, got their uh, artists on fire for their brand, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then I started freelancing as well. So while I was working behind the counter, I was like, I I feel like I had like three jobs at the time. I worked behind the counter and then I was also working in the like spa and wellness side of the beauty industry um, as a marketing manager for an events company. So it all, it all ties back into what I do now though. Uh, So I was doing events, worked behind the makeup counter. And then I felt that entrepreneurial push to like start something of my own, which was freelancing and doing weddings, uh, I realized I was like, wait a minute, I can make a lot more money on a Saturday freelancing (laughs) than I do. You know, I felt like I was like, wait, I can make more money freelancing on a Saturday than when I do working a full week behind the counter. So I started doing, I was doing like all three at the same time. I slowly ended up stepping away from working at Mac went full-time into the events company, but still freelanced on the weekends because that was like Monday through Friday. And then I could freelance on the weekends. And um, yeah, I felt like that was such a learning time. When I went freelance, it was like, wait a minute, I no longer have this crutch of a company to bring me clients, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I had to now figure out how to attract clients, Uh, I needed a website for myself at the time. Instagram had not started yet. So this was like 2010. Um, Instagram, I feel like came around like 2012 is when I, I went into that, but like, even then it still wasn't like used the way it is now as like a marketing tool. It was so new. And so I remember just being like, 
is like with each thing I learned, right? You know, it was like with the bride that canceled on me, I realized, oh crap, I need a wet, I need a, a contract, right? Yeah. You know? And then it was like when when I kept getting the same questions over and over, I was like, how do I just make this easier to like send people a PDF with my pricing guide? Or how do I put it on a website so that when someone does inquire, I can send them to my website and and be perceived as like this legitimate business. So yeah. it was uh it was during all of that though that I fell in love with the branding and web design side of business. I was like, wait, I really like this part of it. And I found myself helping other friends that had beauty businesses as well. They would come and ask me, hey, can you make me a website? I need one too. And that's, that's like, was the slow beginning of things, you know? Yeah. And it feels like, sometimes it feels like it's slow, but actually you sort of, when you yeah. look back, it's like, oh, that all happened fairly quickly. And it was yeah. all sort of, you know, in a, such a nice way, right? You learn a little and you implement, you learn a little and you implement. And I think that's really right. key is that what we learn, we also turn around and implement. Yeah. Um, but it's all, we are the sum of our parts, right? So everything right. that we've come across and we've learned over the years is so, so cool. And we're never stop learning, or at least we should yeah. not stop learning. But the the whole thing with branding, it can be very confusing to people, intimidating mm. to people, overwhelming yeah. to people, even though we are fairly creative visual people. <clears throat> right. um, sometimes branding, people just don't even know where to start, right? Yeah. And uh, I think your your business is really instrumental in helping people just figure out where to start, right? Mm. So yeah. talk about your process a little bit with how you help beauty professionals develop a brand and, and, and then market their brand. Right. Well, the first part of our process really is understanding the client that we're looking to attract and also understanding the person themselves. You know, I, I think it's a, a mixture of, you know, you as a person, what is your, you know, if I were to sit here with you, Sharon, and be like, what is your vibe in general, right? Like what, you know, what are the things aesthetically that you like visually that you like that you're attracted to, but then also knowing, okay, what well then what type of clientele are you looking to attract and how can you balance those things? Cause it's not just what you like, but I also feel like it's not just what the client likes you. There has to be alignment there too. Yeah. And so for me, it's about really one first thing is we got to understand who we're looking to attract, you know? Um, and then we need to figure out well, are the colors and the fonts in the images that we're using, right? Are all of those saying the right thing to attract that clientele? You know, it's to me, it's just, it's like, it's like saying we want, I don't even know, how, I'm like the simplest way of putting it is like saying, I want to attract someone who loves yellow, but you're pulling reds and purples. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, then you should start using yellow. Like it's as simple yeah. as understanding what they're going to be attracted to and then figuring out how can I create a logo, uh, the right colors, the right images to attract them and speak to that clientele then. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. And a lot of people are, they want to skip the fundamentals and go to all yes. the, 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 the sort of the sexy side of things. And right. we always know that if you skip those, you're just going to end up back at the beginning and doing those right. things. And, and so, I mean, listen to your coach or mentors or people yeah. online when they say, 
you can't skip the foundations. And we all did that in hair yeah. school and beauty school. Right. right. We You're like, I'm just going to go straight to color. Exactly. And herbs, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Forget the, the hand dexterity that you had to wind like perms. I don't even yeah. do perms. I actually donated all my perm rods to the hair school. <laughs> you know, I was I like, it. I don't want to do that. You're like, right? here but, you, you know, go. There again, I mean, at the beginning of my career, yeah, I did a bunch of perms, right? Mm. And then I decided, it was funny actually, because I, I started my career in Toronto and then I moved here to a smaller town, Belleville, where I live mm. now. And my first two weeks at this new salon, I was booked solid. It was great because I had built up the hype that I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many perm clients and I did more perms in two weeks than I did in two years before that in Toronto. <laughs> and oh, I remember saying goodness. to the receptionist at mm. one point, I said, the next person who books a perm is walking out with color and highlights. <laughs> and it was so funny. And literally that's where the thing shifted, right? Right. At that point, because perms was not my brand. And I had one client, I remember she really protested because she's like, you've given me the best perm ever. I'm like, never again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. She's, still, she's still a client to this day and I've not given her a perm since yeah. day one. So it's just funny. You're allowed to, you know, specialize, but yeah. sometimes in the beginning, right? Because, right. you know, you've got hairstyles and beauty professionals at every stage, right? It, mm. it doesn't matter whether you're brand new starting out or like me, 25 years in and about to do a, actually a big rebrand when my salon right. hits its 20th anniversary in 2024. So I'm already starting to plan. So that's April 2024. And I'm already starting to plan the yeah. brand, the rebrand, right? And Piper's going to be instrumental in that. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Let me pause you real quick mm -hmm. because I feel like you said something really good about the perms, how you said perms are not my brand anymore, right? You you had done them. And I think something that I've noticed even with stylists when we're working one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, they I don't know if they've given themselves the permission to be like, I don't want to do this service anymore. I want to focus on this service or I want to do more extension clients, let's just say. And it's like, well, then- you should, that should be a part of your brand that you are, you know, even down to the service, not just the, the, the type of client you're looking to attract, but even understanding, well, what services does your brand specialize in or want to specialize in? What services do you just need to say, we're done with these because they no longer bring me joy, right? Or I, I'm done offering that because I want to, I want to grow my skill set in a different, in a different manner. And I think, whoever's listening to this podcast out there right now that needs that permission, like give yourself the permission to do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, when they think about brand and website, they think of like, oh, it's just the pretty stuff. Right. But right. I think what they need to understand is how important all those touch points are because the, mm. the client experience starts long before they ever yes. sit in our chairs. Ah. Um, but it's also this is what we do, not only to build a profitable business, because marketing should never cost you money. It should only make you money. Yes, right? yes. And the revenue generating activities you do behind the chair should bring you joy so that you can style right. a life you love beyond your business, right? Yes. So this is really key for me. And this whole idea of building a brand is the foundation. Mm -hmm. Again, we talk about that foundation so often. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the foundation. If you don't get that right, you're just going to be spinning your wheels in all the other touch points in your business. And mm -hmm. we are such personally involved people in our business. We, we build relationships. So yeah. we have to understand just how important the alignment mm -hmm. of our, our brand and our customer service experience really is. Yeah. 
And yeah. so let's talk a little bit about, say, your website, because we have our social media and a lot of people are totally intimidated right. by social media, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> yes, um, yes. But uh, website, let's let's dive into website and how important that online presence is to legitimize your business. I always feel like any business I've ever launched, I'm like, I have to have a website. To me, it legitimizes the business. Like we are online. And then I also think there's an element of like your website is a major boundary setter in your business, especially with social media nowadays. Like everyone thinks they could just get a hold of you because they sent you a DM and you should respond to them at one o'clock in the morning when they decided to send it. Right. Yeah. But I feel like your website is such a boundary enforcer. Your website should be like a second employee. It should be answering all of your frequently asked questions strategically to convert that person into your chair your social media to me is it's marketing but like your website that is like that's your home that is strategically laid out to answer and convert clients 24 7 even when you're not online to do so yeah so, I love that what you said like, yeah it, it's to convert right? Because yeah. this is the thing, we are in business to make money. Right. And I, yes. I bring this up all the time. Like ours is a super fun business. We love what we do, but right. we're not just in it for kicks, right? And no. we need to understand that our clients need to understand that, you know, it, it, all through this, we've got to keep focus on making this business profitable mm -hmm. so that we can enjoy our lives right. outside of work. Yeah. And I know you have a young daughter and I have two, they're big kids now, but those kids have grown up in our business. And I have to admit, I yeah. was guilty. I mean, literally, I went back to work two weeks after my first baby was born and a month after. And, you know, in Canada, if yeah. you're an employee, you get a year's maternity. But as a self-employed person, I didn't get that, right? So yeah. these are things now, though, that I'm I'm teaching people to, to build those boundaries and to also plan for profit so that you can plan right. your vacations, you can plan your retirement, all of that stuff. And again, yeah. your website if done properly, mm -hmm. can strategically turn into more clients for you. It and should more absolutely you, do that. More clients that you love working with. Yes, the right clients. That is one of the biggest things where I, you know, we have clients that we're working with and they're just like, I want more of these clients. I want to book, whether it may be uh, one of our clients we work with in July. She's like, I just got certified in this extension method. I don't have a website you know, I'm getting steady clientele, but I want to be the extension person in Sonoma County. That's where she is. And I really want to stand out, you know, and that was such a huge focus on her website. And it's like, we always say when someone lands on your website, what are the three things you want them to know you are the stylist for? you know, and you have to make it easy for them to understand. And then you have to make it easy for them to book with you or to fill out a consultation form, whatever it may be. And, and that makes your life easier on the back end too, because I don't know about you, but I, I DMs doing business in the DMs. At, I never, like, there is no way. I just, I feel like it's so unreliable, you know, and you can it can get, get messy. It could yeah. get lost, especially the way, yeah. you know, if someone replies to your story of your kid, yeah. your inquiry could get moved down the line because of all of that, you know? So to yeah. me, it's just like the boundaries and the systems in your business. And I'm sure you got into systems with Hunter. It's so important. And 
I'll tell you what, the people that are running, you know, businesses that they love and are creating revenue in their businesses, there's no way you can do that. Your life will be in shambles if you're doing yeah. it without Talk about some burnout. sort of process. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if, if it's fine right now, just talk to me in three months and let yeah. me know how you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And again, something like a website or yeah. is like things that I did talk to with Hunter Donia is who we're yeah. referring to on this, but systems, automations, things you can set up, like don't let tech be overwhelming. It can no. literally set you free and it can be yeah. operating in the background while you're living mm -hmm. your life and having a good yeah. time. Yeah. And you set it up once and not that it's like set it and forget it forever, but right. you set it up and then it, it is just, it's still working until you feel like right. you need to tweak it again. Right. right. So, I mean, this is what's so beautiful about things like a website and, and, and really honing in on your branding. Mm -hmm. So some of the key things you just mentioned there, one was like who this is for, like who yeah. your services are for, but it's also to repel who it's not for. Mm, right. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that even that, you know, we can make it very clear mm -hmm. um, who we want to work with and who we don't want to work with in a very right. kind and loving way. Right. <laughs> we right. Can do that. But yeah, just talk about that a little bit, how you design that in a website. You know, for me, it's, it's, I want to focus. I think if you focus on who it's for the person that it's not for, you don't, we don't need to shout that they're going to understand. Um, and I, and I, and I definitely want to preface that we don't want to be, um, I think there's a, a fine line of like repelling and making sure that you're just, you're wanting to attract the clients that you know you can serve and you want to serve well, but not also being, um, what's, what's the word? Like, uh, ex excluding people at the same yeah. time too, if that makes, if that makes sense. Um, so I, it's definitely for me, it's a fine, a fine line and always wanting to make sure we're welcoming. Right. Oh yeah. But we also know. Yeah, but we also know, hey, th this is what we're good at. And if you, if I tried to serve you in this capacity, I would, I probably wouldn't be able to serve you as best as I could, but here's someone else who could. I mean, I do it, my business, my design business is a one-on-one -on -one service too, just like a style. So you're one-on-one -on -one with that client. Yeah. And we know exactly who the clients are that we serve. For example, we serve hairstylists, salon owners. Occasionally I get the one client whose husband is a lawyer and he needs a website too. I don't know anything about <laughs> the legal side. Could I make you a website? Sure. Am I going to be able to best serve you and guide you the way I do with my salon owner clients who I understand everything that they're going through? No, I wouldn't be able to do that. And, and so, and therefore I have someone I can send them to, but, and I think that's okay to stand your ground on and be like, oh yeah, we, we don't offer that. Right. It's like going to, uh, I don't know. It's like going to a Mexican restaurant and saying, can you make me Asian cuisine? You yeah. know, like that's just not what they do. Right. So I think there's an element of like, yes, putting out what you want to attract and also being okay to tell someone, yeah, that that's not my specialty, but I'd be happy to send you and take care of you to someone who would be. Yeah. Because so, specialization yeah. is something that's coming up a lot and people just yeah. deciding what services like I, for, for instance, I don't re like tell people I don't want you, whatever, but I just don't right. have terms as an option on my website. I right. Still get calls right. For them, right. Sometimes. Right. Right. But, um, I, you know, I'm not sure how they find me, but it's definitely not on my right. website. 
Yeah. Um, there's lots right. of different things, right? So, right. and some don't even want to just do, like I remember we talked to Casey Taylor mm-hmm. um, yeah. and she actually does not do haircut only clients anymore. Right. So, yeah. you know, but that, that's yeah. it. You can design your business when you get to a certain stage, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you may have to take, you know, some things right. just to even figure that out. Right. But I mean, you're in it. If you're just starting out right now, you're mm-hmm. in such a great space because there is so much information that you can be a little bit more discerning. And if you build your marketing and your branding yeah. up right, you can actually design the, the clientele you want yeah. right from the get-go, yeah. which I think is so-, so Oh, amazing. totally. I mean, I, I've talked to some girls that are coming out of beauty school and they're very clear on, you know, they're like, hey, I know that I gotta, I gotta, you know, get my feet wet and understand and do all her. For me, I feel like, being able to, I think even more important nowadays is being able to do all hair types. Yeah. Right. We've, I think we've seen this even from 2020 is really pushed education in the hair industry to be like, we should be able to do all hair types, not just one specificity. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think that's the same thing. And I, and I'm grateful. Like when I worked at Mac, that was one of the biggest things I learned is I wasn't, I could have anyone from any race, nationality, skin color, skin tone, undertone sit in my chair and I had to be trained and know how to work with that skin type, that skin tone, you know, even just down to type, texture, you know, all of those things. So to me, I think the most important is being confident and doing all hair types, but then being, I don't think having a niche is a bad thing though, too. You know, I think that's super important. Um, and being able to be like, okay, but I specialize in this extensions, whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like something I feel I've seen a shift in, in the industry. And I think, it's, it's a great shift. It's a great shift. So. I've said that for many years because I always say, well, I'm like a seamstress and you know, hair is like a fabric and seamstress right. don't work with corduroy, right? We work with right. all kinds of textures. And again, I've had yeah. some clients for 20 plus years now and mm. I've seen their hair go through changes. You know, they may have had chemo, yeah. they may have had like hormonal right. changes. They, you know, long, short, all the things in between, right? There's all kinds of things like that, that can happen. So, but within that, I still sort of have, like, I I do, I still do men's haircuts. I still do kids' haircuts. I still do color, all the things, but I still have my niche within that, right? That certain ideal client that I'm trying to attract. And a lot of it has to do with their personality and they're more than what kind of hair they have or what kind of like gender they are yeah um, no totally I mean you know I, I hate to say it we all know when you can feel a crazy coming on right yeah. like even in in design I've gotten inquiries from people and I'm like wow the the way they just spoke to me I don't think we're in alignment and just even our values I know that I value like my clients I'm gonna treat them the way I would want to be treated and so yeah there's certain things where you just know like that's not the clientele for me. And that's, and that's yeah. fine. You know? So I know one of my, the woman who works with me in the salon, she, I remember after coming into the salon, cause she started with me virtually. Cause we, she, I hired her during the yeah. pandemic, but um, she works with me in the salon now, but she's like, your clients are all so nice. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's yeah, what I want right? to attract. I want to attract real nice people. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You want, you know, and I think that's the thing with our businesses too, is like, you know, we are like, how do I put it? It's like, you're, 
not a business, you know, like, I don't know, for example, Walmart, they're going to get so many different types of people in there, but we do have a, a really beautiful privilege. It is a privilege to be able to go, I want to work with this type of clientele. I want to serve this type of clientele or, Hey, you know what, that, that person isn't respectful of me. And, and I don't think we're going to work well together and that's okay. And they're going to find someone who's going to work with them. So I think that is a privilege that should not go unnoticed. And like, just knowing that I think is really important and special. And again, I think that if you really dial into your brand right. and then your marketing is squared away, a lot of these other issues right. don't, aren't, aren't there anymore. No. Right. Right. And that's why I was saying, I don't think it's a, when we talk about repelling people, it's like, it's something that you're going, when you're just focused on the people you want to serve, you don't even need to worry about repelling people because you're going to attract the people that you want to attract, you exactly. know? Yeah. And I, think I am so important. grateful for my clients, even my students, you coming into the mastermind this year. Like, I feel like I was like, what a freaking kick-ass group of women that just yeah. joined this. And I'm like, so grateful, you know, because it's like, when you are creating a space, you never know what kind of personalities are going to come through the door. And, um, and wow, like how incredible to have like be in a room with like-minded people and that are respectful of where everyone is at within their journey or, you know, within their craft, all of those things. So, yeah. And so that's why I don't want people to get too caught up in the whole idea of like, like once you build your brand, it's got to be that way for the rest of your career. Yeah. Once you pick a niche, no. you can't ever change your mind. Like, I mean, hairdressers, come on. We like, we like change. I always say that nobody We're likes gonna change evolve. like a hairdresser. Right? Yes. Yes. We're going to promoting evolve. it. So, you know, why not build that into your brand, right? That uh, right. you're comfortable changing and, and allow that evolution to be an exciting, because clients like to see right. what's new all the time too. Like I'm constantly Absolutely. moving things around in my salon. So right. even when I say, oh, I'm doing a whole new redo, my clients are like, why? It's so lovely in here. I'm like, yeah, but it's 20, you know, some of my fixtures yeah, yeah. are 20 years old and they're wearing out. They need to be replaced, right? Right. Um, you know, well, and we're in a trend-driven industry. Look- yeah, it looks good, but I mean, I've grown a lot. Yeah. My style has changed right. over that that time, and it's it's very functional salon, and it's actually really cute and pretty. But um, I just know it's time for change, and I'm, I'm really excited about yeah. that. And I drop that line so all the time. Cool. Nobody likes change like a hairdresser, so yeah, <laughs> and they can laugh and whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I want my clients to. I mean, this is the way of keeping my clients retaining them because if I'm talking about the exciting things that are going to happen, they want to be a part of that. So I think this is really good that you, if you're going through a brand or rebrand or, you know, any changes in your salon, let your clients know so that they can be excited for you and want to be a part of that. Like people want to be where people are. And if your place is the place to be, you know, it's like when you dropped your merch, right? (laughs) We got to talk about that. Right? Yeah, we, we, yeah, no, but we're just to touch on though, like you said, bringing people along the journey, if you are starting to rebrand or explore a rebrand within your business, bring people along that journey. Even like my client that's in Texas, she's building their salon is going to be close to being open, but she's brought people along that journey from posting a slide that said, which tile do you like best? You yeah. know, like, and it's so exciting and people want to cheer. They're, they're ready to cheer for you. Like I get so excited when I see even like my esthetician that I love going to, she posts that she learned like a new service. 
And I'm like, heck yeah, I want to come in for that new service. You know, even just those little things, like invite people into your story. They will, they want to be a part of it. So yeah, yeah, I love that. That's so important. So, I mean, I like to always give (laughs) um, some actionable steps. Yes. um, Some quick wins to the audience, something that they can do this afternoon or whenever they're listening to this podcast, something can do kind of right away in the next day to um, become more unstoppable, right? So mm-hmm. in, pertain- in what pertains to you is the branding and the website. Do you have one thing that right. you would say, if you're going to do something, start here? Ooh, okay. Um, if you're going to do, <laughs> wow, I'm like, I know it's where do we start? Pressure. If we're doing, okay, let's, let's do, well, I'm going to do two different scenarios. So there's the brand visual side, right? So let's just talk colors, fonts, logos, all of that. If you could do one thing today, go create a Pinterest board and start to dream up of what your visuals may look like. When it comes to the website, maybe you already have your brand. You already know all those things, but you have yet to create a website. I would sit down and mock uh, or like basically just brain dump. When someone lands on my website, what are the three things I want them to know I'm the stylist for? write those things down. And then also I would say, what are the things that would make your life easier if they were on a website, write them down yeah, and just start there. Just start there. <laughs> that is really great. So if you hadn't already grabbed a pen and paper and wrote, the, write those down and yes. rewind this and listen to that and go do that. You know, just the, these little steps is what yeah. makes you unstoppable. It's just one step, one foot in front of the other. Yes will get you up the mountain and uh, you know, don't let all these things become so overwhelming to you because they're not. And they're actually a really fun part of our business. And if you can take the, the agony out of it (laughs) and just look at the fun and just know that the only way over it is through it, right. Just do the damn thing and get some stuff. Oh yeah. I feel like one, so we, um, one of our biggest things is we can, when we did our boot camp. We showed our stylists and that had just joined our course how to launch their brand from Monday to Friday in one week. Okay. One week. And I feel like if things you're the same thing with any business, if you don't schedule it, it will not get done. Right. So if you were to sit here, if, if whatever date that you're listening to this, if you were to look two months into your schedule and go, can I give myself one week? to get this done. Think about like the return that's going to come from just taking that one week. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, ask yourself, if I took off that one week to build my website, how many clients would I need to make that week back and to make that investment back? You're going to make it tenfold. I guarantee oh, you. <laughs> like, yeah. Anytime yeah. I've invested in the right things for my business, the return on investment has been tenfold. No, yes. no problem. Yeah. There's right. so, so many times people think, oh, is this going to be worth it or whatever? I always just ask myself, like anytime you even invest in a course or a, like a done for you yeah. software sort of thing, I say like, how right. quick can I, or how many clients, how many heads do I have to do to make yeah. this investment back? And Absolutely. it's like one or two clients and you're oh, like, yeah. no when you actually When you actually break things down, like, yeah, I, I it usually is around, you know, depending on the investment, but I feel like, it's just some of the things I've invested in. And I, even this past year, I invested in like a course overall that was about $12,000, but I was like, 
I need two or three clients or less than that to make that investment back in the design side of things. Right. And I'm like, why wouldn't I do that then? Why wouldn't I just take the time? And so that's where I always say, if it's not scheduled out, it probably won't get done. And it's going to continue to be that thing that's on your list that you said you're going to get to in five days, <laughs> you know? So exactly. And the year can get away from us fast. Like we're coming up on oh, our, yeah. you know, this is what systems and automation and scheduling this can is, do for you. Yeah. This right? is what and planning think, thinking ahead. Yeah. This exactly. is what planning can do for you. And yeah. look at you, you're planning ahead so that you have capacity and space. Yeah. And that's show up well. Yeah. To, I don't, I know what burnout looks like yeah. and I don't want to go there and I don't right. want anybody else to either. That's not the whole yeah. idea of being unstoppable. I say this all the time. Unstoppable can mean two different things coming from different energies, right? It can mean, yep. oh my God, I can't stop. I got to keep going. I'm on a hamster right. wheel. Blah. Or it can mean, no, no, I got this. I can do yeah. hard things. I can overcome yes. that sort of thing. And that's really what yeah. I coach to is the mindset stuff yeah. that you can do these things. And, yes. you know, I've, I've done so many amazing things in my career. I've been so blessed to be part of this industry. And um, I've pretty much done everything in my career that I've, that I've wanted to do. And yeah. what a blessing that's been in my life. And has it all been wonderful and easy? And no, of course not, right? I learned lots of things the hard way, um, but I don't teach things the hard way. I teach things the right. easy way. So it's, it's really great. And having people in your corner like you, that if your expertise is not branding and, you know, website design, right. go find somebody else who's it is right it's not the how it's the who right yeah. if you don't know how to do it you can find somebody who does and sometimes that's actually cheaper yeah. than taking a week off to do it all by yourself right oh yeah absolutely I mean when you really weigh it out that way it might be cheaper to hire it out you know um but no absolutely I'm just I'm a big proponent of outsourcing too. And sometimes we got to do, we got to wear all the hats. And I feel like in the beginning stages of our business, we got to do that sometimes. And then there's times when we're like, wait a minute, it's okay to ask for help. It's yeah. okay to ask yeah. for help and to outsource things. Um, and just really look, you know, just make smart money decisions and look at those investments, weigh out the pros and cons and, you know, move move forward so I do want to ask you about a brand photography right because yeah. I know that's a really fun thing that people do and um how important that is to have really good visuals in your business yeah so. yeah no I feel like with brand photography I mean you look at every major brand out there and they're always doing brand campaigns right they launch a new product they're shooting product, you know, they're taking pictures. Why wouldn't we do that for our own brands, right? Why wouldn't we go have professional photos taken so that we have professional content? We can use those photos for whether it's social media, for our Instagram, for an ad, if we're going to be running something online. I feel like photography is one of the most worthy investments you can make in your business. It'll, it, it, there's a lot of longevity with it as well. Um, and honestly, I feel like photos make or break a website. <laughs> so I'm 100%. Like, yeah. I didn't want to like, like finish this up without talking about that because I know yeah. the power of a brand photo and yeah. all the, all the different uses. And you did have, uh, right. I don't know if you, st do you still have this free resource on your website? I, I remember downloading it years ago about yes. uh, how to use your brand photos, right? 
Yes. So we actually were revamping all of ours. So by the time this releases, they would be up, but we have some really great resources coming out. Um, So one of them would be like how to plan for a brand photo shoot. And we also give you like a brand photo shoot shot list that you could give your photographer and say, Hey, these are the different poses and content I want to shoot for that day. So yeah, yeah, I knew you had a resource because I remember downloading it ages yeah. ago and I used it. I used it in my brand, like, because actually oh, my that. brand photographers, I mean, she's actually a boudoir photographer because I do hair yeah. makeup for boudoir photo shoots right. all the time. Cool. The shot list was helpful for her. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, she's very good at portraits and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Slightly different uh, target market, I guess, in that. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, no, totally. I get it. And that's the thing is like, if you're working with a great photographer, like, they will, you know, sometimes I think a lot of times it's like, we don't know how to maybe communicate what we're looking for, which is why that shot list is so nice. There's examples, composition examples on there and just be like, Hey, this is what I'm looking to get. Maybe we could get, you know, five out of the 10 looks that we've got here so that you have an array of content you're shooting with, you know, I always say two to three different outfits that day. So you get longevity out of those photos. So yeah, yeah, definitely go schedule yourself a brand photo shoot. It's so fun. Yeah. So that's your second piece of homework. Yeah. Second <laughs> On piece. On top of the other two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> schedule some time for a brand photo shoot. And it, it's such a fun experience and you will get so much uh, from that thing. And then it will inspire you to do the rest of the branding oh and the website I, I can guarantee oh, it you, does you can't you will not be able to wait to get those other pieces right because then you're gonna have these photos and you're like oh my god I want to put them everywhere yeah, you know like exactly so, yeah. exactly Definitely. so I I want to be respectful of your time and I want to thank you so much for coming on here I know you weren't feeling the best today and I I so appreciate it. you are such an unstoppable woman and I, I love you dearly Piper I love you I love you I'm so freaking proud of this woman right yeah, here she's well, incredible I, I mean, I, I'm giving you credit where credit is due. You have been an awesome coach, an awesome mentor, an awesome connector, because I have met so many amazing people um, thanks to you. So with that being said, guys, go check out Piper. Piper, actually, you tell them where to find you, please. Yeah. So you can find me at Piper DeYoung. That's my personal account. Our design studio Instagram is at stylemybizco. And then we just uh, launched a merch line called Have a Nice Hair Day. You can find us on there and there's fun apparel for a stylist behind the chair. Yes, I know. I will be sporting some soon when yeah. it arrives. I will be I'm like, send me pictures. I, I will see. be. I will be <laughs> posing for my Instagram and I will be I definitely tagging those pictures. Cool. Uh, super excited to get that. So Piper's doing so many cool things. Make sure you are following her and make sure you are tuning in to the Unstoppable Stylist mm-hmm. podcast every single week. We drop a new episode on Tuesdays. We are all about giving you more ways to grow a profitable business and style a life you love. So thank you so much, Piper, for being here. And to all our listeners, have a great day and go make the world a more beautiful place. Check out the unstoppablestylist.com for even more help to grow your beauty business and style a life you love.